Every day in the month of Elul until Lishon Rabbah, we have this additional chapter of Tilm, we say, chapter 27, and uh, begins with the words, God is my light, God is my salvation, God is the strength of my life. And in this letter, addressed to all the Jewish people, Reb explains, what are those three titles, those three things we are saying to God, asking of God? Uh, so let's go right to it. Uh, why do we say twice a day? Baruch Hashem, Mitzoy, Shabbos, Kedish, Chai El, Tashalam, Brooklyn, New York, To the sons and daughters of Israel, in every single place, God bless you all. Shalom, Bracha, greetings and blessings. Chayish El, Sumashal, Shalom, Mahava, Kidua, Zmanshal, Chajman, Nefesh, Shalom, Chalafes, Zmanshal, Chon, Shalom, Chalasha, Abolim, Kalisol, Tevel, Bracha. Shkam Shumka, Chadesh, Tia. No. Apparently, it's only about four, five hundred years old. There's no one really can attribute it to any exact local. Really? Yeah. So this um, month is the end of the year, and it's a time of making a chesed nefesh, making a spiritual accounting of the past year. It's a time of preparation for the new year which is coming upon us and all the Jewish people for good and for blessing. And therefore, in order that the preparation should be the way it's meant to be, there needs to be, uh, pr- before this, a, an accounting of, uh, of where we are in the past. In note number two over there, it says, um, This is not just something that's pertinent to one individual Rather, this affects, this affects all of creation. Man is not just one detail of creation. Rather, man c- contains within him all of, all of creation. All creation is included within man. So to speak, all of creation is, is condensed within man. And that's why when God created man... It said that all of creation, the supernal and the nether realms, all were quaking but when God wanted to create man. So the Cheshman Nefesh, the accounting that we make on a personal level, is not just about ourselves. Rather, it's something which affects all of creation because man is the center of creation. So this is the time of making, of making this accounting. Together with this accounting is the firm resolve to correct what needs to be corrected. And to complement, to uh, add and to perfect what hasn't yet been done. To use all of our strength and all of the opportunities. And to be elevated to a higher level in comparison to this past year. To go from strength to strength in all matters of goodness and holiness. So not just take an accounting, we have to also do something. We have to decide to correct whatever is not there and to uh, make sure that whatever should be there is there. In order to understand, um, it's so critical to make this accounting as we, as we move from one year to the next we could see how critical this is from the fact that God gives us so many opportunities 
to do this. So many set times as a year as we um, uh, leave this year to this do this accounting, and it's, it, Hashem gives us so many different opportunities because it's so important because it's so critical. Which opportunities does God give us? First of all, there's first of all this entire month of El is a time of, of spiritual stock taking. Besides the whole month of El, there are each day of the 12 months of the year, from the 18th of El to Rosh Hashanah, they correspond to one month of the year, each day for another month, to correct one of those months. When old Slan, when Rabbi Shachat uh, lost his wife, and we made a special for bringing in the day of the, uh, of the month of El that corresponds to the month of Adar, because he didn't celebrate Adar when his wife passed away, where he, he wanted to, because of he was in mourning, so he made sure to get Fabrengen in the in in, the, in that day of the month of El that corresponds to Adar. So each day of the, of this um, of these twelve last twelve days of the year correspond to one month of the year. Then there's Rosh Hashanah itself. Rosh Hashanah, the main mitzvah of which is main mitzvah Rosh Hashanah is to blow the shofar. And what is the theme of, Rosh of blowing the shofar? As Ramam, the great teacher, tells us, it's in order to inspire us to make an accounting. The purpose of blowing the shofar is that we should be introspective and we should uh, look into what we're doing. That's the point of blowing the shofar, to wake ourselves up and to search in our deeds. Next page. So then we have, after Shashan, we have more, more days of introspection. Aseris made shuva. Miuchat shuva say yom shmei nashan yom kapurim. Makal shuvas mei shavua. Shimechal shavua is a mahavatikon behas mahavachan nefesh achol mei echad mishabashan or yubez achol mei bez. Chachol ha'ashim gil si ashahu yom kachim kapurim. Then there are the ten days of shuva. And in the 10 days of Shuvah, we have the seven days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Each day between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur corresponds to one day of the week. So each day of the week between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is able to correct one of the days of the week. Sunday, between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur corrects all the Sundays of the year, and Monday, all the Mondays of the year. So each day of those seven days is also a day of introspection of the various days of the week. Then we have Hayyim HaKadosh, and then there's the Holy Day of Yom Kippur. So we see that Hashem gives us so many opportunities that we're meant to do this spiritual stock taking, because it's such a critical thing. Elul, that's 12 days of Elul, Rosh Hashanah, the, the 10 days of Tshuva, and Yom Kippur. The spiritual stock taking has to be accurate. But all of the deeds that were done, and all that were done correctly, and all the ones that were not done correctly. But a person isn't objective. And because a person is an involved party, he's subjective, and he's not able to uh, make an accurate assessment without making a mistake. Because he has his own sense of uh, his, his own interest for himself, his, his mind um, is there, his mind has a natural um, uh, proclivity. proclivity, thank you, to uh, protecting himself and so to his love for himself. So there is a, um, 
a tendency to make a uh, incorrect assessment, incorrect analysis. Yesterday, okay, more. The human mind in general is limited. It's not always something to rely on to decide what is good and what's not good, right? Besides the fact that we're subjective, besides that, the whole the whole mechanism we're using, our minds, isn't uh, isn't isn't at all the right thing to assess what is good and what's not. Hashem, who is the creator of the world and the creator of man, He knows man. He knows the difficulties of man. So what did God do? Who knows us and He knows the world. And He created us and our difficulties. What did He do? He gave us the Torah. What is the Torah called? The Torah is called Torah Er, the Torah of light. To give light to our path in life. That's page. When a person accepts upon himself the Torah and its commandments with a sense of accepting the yoke of Hashem without mixing into this his own mind. So when he has his acceptance, he unites with the godly intelligence of the Torah. The Torah is called the Torah of light. So when he accepts upon himself the yoke of Torah, his mind becomes one with the godly, godly intelligence of Torah, and then things are clear to him, what he should do and what he shouldn't do. Um, in Note Mesachidhu, um, Ebra says this, by studying Torah diligently, your mind becomes one with the, with the wisdom of Torah, and therefore it would seem you could rely on your mind. But the Torah itself has many different ways of, uh, many different um, ways of, of uh, many different opinions, many different, many different correct opinions. Um, that's one of the great things about Torah. The Torah wasn't given to us as a ready-made box. Torah requires all kinds of analysis. But in order for to cr- come to a true halachic conclusion, that was a unique. That's something unique. It says about King David that God was with King David and therefore King David was able to give the right halacha. <clears throat> so, um, with, um, if we follow our, our minds only, we're not going to be able to get there. We're not going to be able to come to the right conclusions. It says about Shaul HaMelech, there mentions this in the notes here, that when Shmuel uh, gave him the assignment of, to, to eradicate the seed of Amalek, so he didn't kill also the um, animals of Amalek, and he, uh, he, you know, he was told to, and he had in mind to bring a sacrifice to God with those animals. And um, Shaul also was very knowledgeable of the inner dimension of Torah, and Shaul thought, well, this would be amazing, you know, I'll, I'll be able to bring the klippa, the lowest of evils, and bring that as a sacrifice to Hashem. What a great transformation of darkness to light. What a great gift. So when Shmuel arrives on the scene, the prophet, Shaul tells Shmuel, I did the will of God. So, so Shmuel says, one second, I hear the voice of, these, of the sheep outside. What, what's that? So Shmuel says, we're going to bring this as a sacrifice to God. So Shaul says, and he's, he's, he, Shaul says, It's better to listen and to bring a good sacrifice. It's better to hear than to bring the fat of rams. So in order to 
really get the wisdom of Torah, we have to have a sense of acceptance of the yoke of heaven. Then, the, the, then our, we can become one with the godly light, the godly intelligence of Torah. And then things are clear, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. If we are subjective and we don't really accept Hashem's words as they are, so then we won't, won't get it right. But in order for the Torah to illuminate our life, we have to have this, this deep acceptance of the yoke of Torah. Then the Torah tells us this is the right thing, this is the wrong thing. That's the meaning of the words that we recite, God is my light. This is the chapter we say twice a day in Elul, every day from Rosh Chodesh. Hashem is my light. Why do we say twice a day? So note over here, there mentions that there were two sacrifices that were brought daily in the Beis HaMikdash, and these two sacrifices accomplished that there should not be, there should be atonement. So that's why we say this chapter twice a day. Once in the morning and once again at Mincha time. And so what are we highlighting and repeating twice every day? That Hashem is my light. That without, um, without Hashem, I wouldn't know which way to go. If I use my own mind, so I'm subjective, and my mind is limited, I wouldn't know. But, but Hashem therefore gave us the Torah. The Torah is light. The Torah tells us what the right thing is. Hashem is my light. Hello. But even if you would, only, if you would know clearly what is good and what isn't good, not always is it easy to actually achieve fully the good and the desirable. You may know exactly what is good and desirable, but not always is it that easy to do. Especially when, this, when the right thing to do and the good thing to do is something which is against your limited mind or against your desire, or against your, desi- your, your, your um, passions, strong passions, you have to do something other. other. And uh, you, it may not, um, it's not always able, you're not always able to do what is the right thing to do. It's not always easy to do the right, you're, you're always able. Not, oh, not always easy to do what the, what, what the right thing to do is, because um, your mind says otherwise, your desire says otherwise, you have passions and lusts that are otherwise. There are, or you think there are, difficulties, challenges. And because there are these difficult challenges, every Jew, even at Sadiq, says to God every morning, don't bring me to a challenge. So here too, God comes to our assistance and support and helps us when a person makes a firm resolve to overcome the challenge, then God assists us. That's the meaning of the second title we give Hashem in this chapter, God is my salvation. My salvation means that God assists me to overcome the challenge that I am experiencing. That even though it's not easy, Hashem assists me that I'm going to be overcome this, I will be able to overcome this challenge. I just want to point out, um, there, there's a caveat over here, both for Hashem being my light and for Hashem being my salvation. In order for Hashem to be my light, what Abba says, you have to accept upon yourself the yoke of Torah mitzvahs. Then Hashem's light of the Torah illuminates you, because then you want the Torah and you fully accept the Torah, so then you'll be able to hear from the Torah what the Torah actually wants you to do. And second, secondly, 
in order for Hashem's salvation to come, what's salvation? We said salvation means that not only should you know the right thing to do, but actually do it, you have to have a firm resolve that you want to do the right thing. So, so Hashem is my light. Hashem does tell me what to do. Hashem is my salvation. Hashem does help me do what I need to do. But on my side, what I need to do is I need to accept upon myself the yoke of heaven. Then I could hear what the Torah has to tell me. And number two, I have to resolve myself that I'm going to do the right thing. And then God is my salvation. God will help me do that right, that right thing. You hear the two? two, two um, no? The first thing is, what are we going to do now? What's, what are you supposed to do? So you have to look in the Torah. Hashem is my light. He tells us what to do. But you have to want the Torah. You have to accept upon yourself the yoke of Torah in order to hear what Hashem has to tell you. Okay, now you know the right thing. The right thing is to do A, B, and C. The right thing is to uh, go in the month of Elul to Dr. Resman's house, to go downstairs to Dr. Resman to check your heart, and upstairs to, to Rabbi Resman to check your tefillin. Uh, that's the right thing. And you do that. You, you do all the right things. But you, you, you know the right things. But you're not, you're not always interested in to, to hear what, what the uh, right thing to do is. You, now you have to give up the, the, the cookies before davening. You have to eat tomatoes and cucumbers all of a sudden. It's not, 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 not always that... Is that so, so, so if you make, if you make, if you make so Hashem is myself, you may know the right thing to do, but even though the right thing to do, you, it's not easy always to fulfill it. So if we, by making a strong resolve, you can do the right thing, then Hashem helps us do the right thing. That's the meaning of Hashem is my salvation. Hashem helps me do the right thing. On my side, I have to make a firm resolve to do the right thing, and Hashem will assist me to actually get it done. Then there's a third title we give Hashem. Uh, the, the, uh, transfer from one year to another is not just a calendar event. It's not just there's something on the calendar. Oh, we need to get another calendar. What's the purpose of there being a new year? Why does Hashem make a new year? The purpose of there being a new year is that Hashem wants to increase goodness. He wants to increase holiness. He wants us to ascend to a higher level that is and to add and turn mitzvahs beyond where we were before. Harikachol, next page. As good as the past was, even good for even the tzaddik's level of good, even the real good of what the tzaddik is doing is not good enough when we already there on that space that we've, we've, we've reached. Hashem tells us, go from strength to strength. Okay, you reach somewhere, now I want you to go higher. Good, that was good, but now ascend higher. So now we need God's assistance to, that Hashem should give us the ability, the necessary ability to ascend in our daily life. So that today is better than yesterday. And and tomorrow better than today. And that's the meaning of the next phrase in the, in the, in the prayer, God is the strength of my life. The strength of my life means that God gives me the ability to ascend higher and higher. He's, he gives me life, He gives me another day, and He gives me strength in this day to ascend higher today than it was yesterday. So first, Hashem is my light. That means Hashem tells me I, in the Torah, what do you do? Okay, I know what to do, but I can't do it. No, Hashem is my strength, my salvation. He gives me the ability to, to do what, what I know is right. But even though I, I, I did yesterday what I'm supposed to do, I did today what I'm supposed to do, but now there's another, now Hashem gives me a new year. He wants me to go higher. So 
Hashem is the strength of my life. That it constantly, as you are given more days and more months and more years, it consistently gives you more and more strength to go higher and higher in the service of Hashem. He's the strength of your life. So you can make today better than yesterday and tomorrow better than today. That's the theme of this, of this last phrase, God's the strength of my life. Yazar Hashem, may God help us. God should help us. As we're now coming from the luminous day of the 18th of Elul, the day of the birthday of the two great luminaries who were great sages of Israel in their time, and they also illuminated the coming generations. The Baal Shem Tev, who founded Hasidus, and the Alter Rebbe, the author of the Tanya, the author of the, author of the Shulchan Aruch, they dedicated their lives to strengthen love of God, love of Torah, and love of Israel. And, this, the, the, and they taught us that this love includes every single Jew, even a Jew that you've never met before, a stranger. That this Jew too... Start. Start, sir. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. Um, okay. Let me just let me just uh, read the last part. Um, a paraphrase. So Hashem, the Hashem and the Alter taught us that we have to love God, love Torah, love the Jewish people. And how should we love the Jewish people? Even a Jew who is seemingly a stranger, someone you never met before, to love him too. And how should you love him? Love him like yourself. So this is the Rebbe's first mitzvah campaign: to love another Jew in a way like yourself, and to tell another Jew that they also have to do the same, and to spread this, that every Jew should love another Jew like themselves. So, and they should want to spread that with another person. That's, that's what the Moshanta taught us. So, um, okay. So, every single man and woman should do what we just discussed for the benefit of themselves and for the benefit of others. And they should do this in an ever-increasing measure. And this will cause, and it will draw down, measure for measure from God, and not just measure for measure, but God gives even more than measure for measure. So, um, Measure for doing what? You get measure for measure? In other words, for example, it says God is your shadow. So, so God is your shadow by your right side. So by loving... um, your fellow Jew like yourself, you're causing Hashem's love to come to, Jew, to, come to you and to be revealed. As, as, as Hashem said, love a Jew and God will love you. Bring a Jew close, Hashem will bring you close. Do a Jew a favor, God will do you a favor. So, um, yeah. Okay, so, so uh, but not just, not just that Hashem give us measure for measure, but Hashem gives us from His full and open hand and it means Hashem gives us not just measure for measure, but m- much more than what we put in. So we should see the fulfillment of this verse, actually, God is my light, my salvation, the strength of my life. And we should fulfill all the, the messages in this verse with comfort, and joy, and gladness of heart. And this should speed in the fulfillment of the godly promise in the rest of this verse, to look at the pleasantness of Hashem, to visit His chamber, and to... And to bring sacrifices in his tent, uh, sacrifices of praise in the Beis Hamikdash, which we built through Mashiach Tzakenu, 
in the trunk big ulo, speedily mamish, with honor, with blessing, written and sealed for good, for good and sweet year, both materially and spiritually, together, and the Rabbi's signature. Right. When you have time, I'd be really interested in to know how the mistakes of Shaul, you know, what they led to, because he made many mistakes. That led to Amalek. Amalek still, still well, exists. I know that's one, right? And then how many came from that? Right, then, right. And then he didn't kill the animals, he, you know, and so like. And what he's supposed to do, he did opposite. What were the ramifications for the Jewish people? Because at one point or another, you know, didn't he try to come back? He spoke to the dead and he did all kinds of things, you know, that we all kind of do. There must be spiritual powers. Okay. Um, yes, please. We learned something about this. Mr. Shem, um, text me. I'll tell you something. Some for bringing 